Christ is risen. He's truly risen. Al Messiah come. Christos anesti, alethos anesti. We keep repeating this wonderful phrase for 40 days as a reminder that Jesus appeared to his followers many times after the resurrection. St. Paul tells us in his first letter to the Corinthians, For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to save us, then to the twelve, then he appeared to more than 500 brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as one untimely born, he appeared also to me. In the gospel we read today, Jesus appears once again to the disciples. In today's gospel, he actually appears two separate times. Once with Saint Th- without St. Thomas, and again when St. Thomas returned and was with them. The first thing we should notice is that Jesus appeared to them, as St. John tells us in verse 19, on the evening of that day, the first of the week. You might ask, what is the first day of the week? For us, when we go to work, we think of Sunday, uh, we think of Monday as the first day of the week. But it is not Monday. Because according to the book of Genesis, Sunday is the first day of the week because that is the day that God began to create the world. What is significant for us Christians about the first day of the week is that the resurrection of Jesus marks not only the day when creation began, that is the first day according to Genesis, but more importantly, Sunday is the day of the new creation because Christ rose from the dead. Jesus rose on Sunday and then he also appeared to his disciples over and over again on Sundays. And that is why in the early church, they not only celebrated the Sabbath, which was Saturday, but they celebrated the Eucharist, which we celebrate um, as the day of the Lord. In other words, the day of the Lord's resurrection, the day of the Lord's new creation. St. Paul also focuses on the importance of Jesus' resurrection in the section after the one I just read. There he says, If Christ has not been raised from the dead, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. But then he goes on to say, But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, that is Adam, by a man, Jesus, 
has come also the resurrection from the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made to live. What is also significant with this new creation of humanity that took place with the resurrection of Jesus is that unlike the first creation where there was no one around to witness it, this new creation in Christ had many witnesses and many saw proofs of the resurrection over and over again, individually and as groups. The early followers of Jesus, in fact, were so convinced of the resurrection and they were able to convince others because the many and various ways in which Jesus appeared proved their initial experience of the resurrection that this was not a delusion or a product of their imagination. If you experience something alone, you might wonder, did this really happen? But then when you experience it again and again and again, and you experience it in groups, that affirms that the resurrection really happened. Therefore, the emphasis of these readings on Sunday, last Sunday, this Sunday, and also the readings that we repeat during Orthros, the gospel reading, is that Jesus appeared to the disciples not in their imagination, not as a ghost or a temporary manifestation, but in his real flesh. The same Christ who died was the same Christ who rose in the flesh. They did not just have a feeling of Christ. They physically saw him, they touched him, and they communicated with him. And St. Luke tells us that when Jesus appeared to the disciples while they were fishing, they were startled and they were frightened and supposed that they, that they saw a spirit. But Jesus tells them, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit has not flesh and bones as you see that I have. And then St. Luke also adds, while they were still disbelieving for joy and wondered he said to them, have you here anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate before them. The gospel we read today also emphasizes the physical reality of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus came and stood in their midst, not far away or at a distance. And this is meant to reinforce this idea in our mind that if we see something at a distance, sometimes we're not sure what we're seeing. But St. John tells us he stood in their midst, in a small room, in intimate uh, presence with them. And then, not only did they see, but they heard. Jesus spoke to them. He said, peace be to you two times. Then he also told them, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. 
He showed them the wounds in his hands and his side. He also breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. And then, when they told Thomas what happened and he doubted, Jesus appeared again and said to them in the presence of Thomas or Thomas in their presence, both ways, depending how you look at it, bring here, he told Thomas, your finger and see my hands and bring here your hand and put it into my side and be not unbelieving, but believing. In all these instances, Jesus invites the disciples to engage all their senses, to hear, to see, and also their emotions, to rejoice, to have peace, to accept the Holy Spirit, to forgive sins, and then to go even deeper into their life and believe very profoundly. Now that might be all good and well for something that happened many years ago. But as we celebrate Thomas Sunday today, the week after Easter, Jesus extends the same invitation to all of us here present. Although Jesus has already ascended into heaven, he still appears in many ways to us today. Our challenge is, however, to also hear, see, rejoice, have peace, accept the Holy Spirit, forgive sins, and to believe. Notice how Christ has appeared to us in so many ways. For example, we can read or hear the Word of God as found in the Bible. And we can see and rejoice in all that God has done in our life. We see only when we look. And if we close ourselves to the wonderful gifts that God has given us, there is no way we can experience the real presence of Christ. We, unfortunately, sometimes want to ask for more and are slow to appreciate the many blessings that we have already received. The more we have peace, the more we can accept the Holy Spirit. The more we forgive the sins of others, the more we can rejoice and truly believe. However, we should be careful not to test God and ask God to prove his power to us by only thinking that God appears in physical ways and physical manifestations. We sometimes do this like Thomas. We tell God, unless you physically appear or unless you physically move something, then I will not believe. And we close ourselves to the many other ways that God appears in very real ways. You may have done this in your life, but I remember when I was very young, I don't know, perhaps 10 or 11, I was reflecting on the power of God and I put a glass of water next to my bed before going to sleep and I said to God, if you really exist, 
make this glass of water disappear by tomorrow morning. Seems like a pretty simple thing for a God who can create the whole universe. The next evening, the glass was miraculously not there. So I tried again. I put another glass there to make sure God can do this miracle again. When I woke up the next day, I forgot to look at the glass, whether it was there or not. But then when I returned from school, I went immediately to my room and noticed that the glass was not there. I was very impressed by God's power to be able to make the glass of water disappear. But then a few hours later after dinner, my mother asked me, why do you keep putting a full glass of water in your room next to your bed? It ended up that it wasn't God who was making the glass disappear, but my mother who did not like the idea of a glass full of water in my room. That may explain why I never cleaned my room when I was young. I thought that it was God who should be doing that work for me. I was focusing, and unfortunately we all sometimes do, on the physical. If this carpet moves or, or raise, is raised a foot, the whole world would know it. All the newspapers of the world and people would be sending pictures that this carpet moved before your very eyes. But we are here to celebrate the Eucharist and we celebrate the transformation of bread and, wa bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. And we also celebrate a transformation, hopefully, in each and every one of our lives. That is a far greater significance than a candle being lit automatically or a glass of water disappearing or a carpet moving. We see often apparitions around the world, and of course, some are very real, but people don't need to travel around the world to see an icon that has oil coming out of it. They can see what is happening in their life as, that is being transformed as a result of their faith. That too is a physical example of Christ's work and presence in your life. Therefore, there is no need to test God. Rather, we should recognize that God has already shown us his power, his presence, and his love in so many ways. The apostles witnessed it over and over again, and they were so convinced of it that they died for their faith. God has already given us more blessing and gifts than we can possibly notice and enjoy. When we appreciate this, it, is no, it no longer becomes difficult to believe. In fact, when we discover there are many gifts in our life, it becomes very difficult to not believe. The greatest blessing we can possibly imagine in our life is the gift of faith. This time of year is a special time to grow in our faith, to grow in the affirmation and the conviction of the resurrection of Christ, and from there to search for new ways to proclaim in very practical ways in the things that we make visible in our faith that Christ is risen.
Al Messiah come. Christos Anesti. Alithos Anesti.